This is Nick DiGiovanni, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Chabel. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Chabel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is chef and author Nick DiGiovanni. Nick was the youngest ever finalist on the 10th season of MasterChef. More recently, he wrote the cookbook Knife Drop. We talk about the book, his career, and cooking during this episode. Nick, welcome to Five Questions. Thanks for having me. How did you originally develop your passion for food growing up and then eventually turn it into a full career? Without a question, family. I was lucky. I had food around me all the time growing up. The thing is, I feel like I never actually looked at it as a career. Basically, I I never thought about it as a career. I just looked at it as a hobby. I don't know what it was that made me not think about it more seriously as a career until even late college. It was never something in school that, you know, was an offering where I was during my education. It it just didn't feel like something that I could jump on. I felt like I kind of had to go with one of those more strict career paths, I think. And then Eventually, it just was that one thing that kept drawing me back. And sometimes the answer is right in front of you. And it just was one of those things that I didn't see until relatively late, which is fine. Um, I got to explore all sorts of other things. But it was it was family that just made me fall in love with food. And then it was just my general love for food that eventually made me turn to it and realize that I think this should be my career. Yeah, especially because unless you go to culinary school, you're probably right. not pushed into this career, especially because it's not really a path for everyone right? Like only a certain amount of people can do it and make a living at it. And for me, it was, you know, I've written a few books myself, I've I've done speaking and a lot of the things I originally did was more for passion projects, like started my own magazine in my early 20s. And then I realized that, oh, there could be money in a career here, right? Because obviously, if you're not making any money, it's hard to do it full time. And so I think organically, it probably happened to you where you started getting certain opportunities, and then maybe started getting, you know, an agent and various other people around you, then right in front of your face, you're like, oh, wow, this is actually more than just a passion projects. It, it, it's more of a career and something I can do long-term sustainably. So your new book is filled with a lot of different recipes. It's called mm-hmm. Knife Drop. How do you decide which recipes to include in the book? And is there one specific recipe that you think has been really caught on by your followers? Well, the interesting thing for me with this book is that in all the videos that I've created in the past, I think I've really dug deep in terms of making really entertaining food videos and these kind of wow factors and and all this stuff. And sometimes the very simple recipe can kind of get lost in all that, if that makes any sense in terms of just people watching, you know, I think 99.9% of them aren't going to reproduce what I'm making at times just because it's so crazy or it's, or it's expensive or whatever. And I do that. I do that on purpose in a way just to show someone an experience that they may not otherwise see. But I think with this book, I focused on just taking a bunch of recipes that would be recognizable and accessible and recipes that truly anyone at home can cook. And I won't say there aren't expensive ingredients here and there. I mean, there are lamb chops, for instance, right? Those are extraordinarily expensive to the point that I won't touch them most of the time I go to the grocery store anymore, though they're fun for a special occasion. And if you are going to have them on a special occasion, there's a really fantastic recipe in here. In general, this book has ingredients that you can get anywhere. It has dishes that you're going to recognize, but I've put my own creative twists on there. I worked really hard on thinking about my entire life, all the different food experiences that I've had. And I think it's just a really great, well-rounded collection of fun 
approachable, accessible recipes. And I think it's different. I mean, if you compare and contrast social media with, let's say this book, social media, you have to kind of get crazy to be able to get the attention for people to want to share it and be like, oh, I've never seen this before. Whereas something like a book, especially in today's world, where the cost of food and the cost of living is going up, to make it accessible so like the person next door has the time and the money to be able to pull it off. I Mm -hmm. think that that, I think really making something that's kind of easy to do and pretty cost effective is very important. Now a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining, and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. I saw People Cloud as a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment lifecycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to isolvedhcm.com. What are the foundational tools that someone who is inexperienced in the kitchen can use to start preparing great food? When you think about the basics in food and cooking, you think about knife skills. I think about just familiarity among ingredients and techniques. And I don't think you have to get caught up in the very confusing, complicated French technique. I mean, you don't need to know every type of knife cut. You don't need to know the names at the very least. And and I think some people maybe would get upset by hearing something like that. But the reality is anyone can get in the kitchen and anyone can go and cook. And you don't need to know all that stuff to know great food and to make great food. That's the truth. It's funny, but just even being in the kitchen and not being afraid of oil spitting out of a pan, stuff like that, that I think just being comfortable in there, I think is really, really key. So if you walk into a kitchen and you have a general kind of basic familiarity with you open up a fridge and you kind of know what you're looking at, maybe generally how to use a carrot or how to use, you know, a piece of uh, raw chicken. If you know that and you're comfortable in there, you can pick up a knife, you know, the general basics of knife skills, then I think you can cook. I mean, that that's, that's all it really takes being comfortable, having those very basic skills. So you're not going to get hurt and you're not going to be scared and you can kind of command the kitchen. I think that that's all there is to it. Yeah. And going back to what I was saying before, the social media content that you develop is very shareable, right? You're doing things that really catch people's attention and make them want to kind of share. And that's why you've been able to, or part of why you've been able to grow such a fast audience online and on these networks. But what is your process for collaborating with celebrities? You've collaborated with Tom Brady, the Jonas Brothers on various food related content. What does that look like when you're working with them using these recipes and making food? Well, the easy thing for me is that Everyone loves food. When you approach anybody and ask them to talk about it or think creatively about it, most people are happy to do it and they are excited to do it. And so that that's what makes my job easy. Doing any of those partnerships with someone like Tom Brady, for instance, just the first thing that jumped to mind for me was he hates strawberries. It's very public that he doesn't eat strawberries, which I think is really funny and fun. And so we wanted to do something with that. And then he became very well known for his just intense, strict, healthy eating regimen. And and I think avocado ice cream was the first thing that jumped to mind for me there. So just doing something fun with that was was perfect. The Jonas Brothers had a song come out that was related to waffles in some way. And so it just, that was easy as well. I think just the great thing is food is everywhere. Everybody has to eat. That's one thing that makes it pretty easy sometimes. It's just, it's such a relatable thing. And it makes it fun to think up some sort of creative idea every single time. And it takes you and the videos and directions that you also could never have really predicted or imagined sometimes too. Well, I also think you mentioned a really, really key point. You do research before you start to reach out or have your team reach out or 
take queries to do partnerships and content with different celebrities, right? Yeah. What is Tom Brady like? What is he not like? What is it? Jonas Brothers, they have a song out. Oh, we could do something around that. So I think that level of research and thought can kind of make it more organic and timely. Like obviously with the Jonas Brothers example, you know, new song about Waffle House, doing something around that. So there's a timing component to it. So I think that level of thought has really helped elevate those partnerships and the content. No, without a question. I think the general idea too of having, you know, offering something as well. I think in the social media space, there's a lot of time where people are just used to being asked for something with nothing in return. And I think one of the things we think about a lot is just what can we offer to this person? How is this going to be beneficial for them? How is it going to be worth their time? And so I think there's always a reason for that too. Absolutely. And what's your best piece of career advice? Just be good to the people that you work with. I think that's the most simple thing. And, and feed them well. I think it's 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 funny because people see the Japanese, like the Wagyu beef that I have all the time and that kind of thing. And they're all jealous that I get to eat that all the time. Something like that or too much of anything. Is, it just becomes you, you want something else at that point. You don't want it anymore. And so at this point, I very much save something like Wagyu for very special occasions. And oftentimes that means that if we're cooking it here, then the camera guy will just end up taking a giant chunk of it home. Or there's nice little perks with that, which is great. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Nick. To follow his journey, you can read his book, Knife Drop, and find him on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where he shares his appearances, collaborations, and food. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell. And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. <laughs>